Hello, you're listening to Earth Matters, produced in the studios of 3CR Radio in Fitzroy, Victoria, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters, we bring you environmental and social justice stories. I'm Kerry Lee Harding. Hello, and welcome to Earth Matters. This week on the program, you'll hear my yarn with Uncle Roger Knox, also affectionately known through his music as the Koori King of Country and the Black Elvis. Today, a unique story of survival from Uncle Roger, who has not only survived one plane crash, but back-to-back plane crashes. And it was traditional bush medicine from his very own country in which helped Uncle through his recovery after suffering burns to most of his body. Despite this tragic event in his life, Uncle Roger Knox has gone on to have a musical career spanning more than four decades. This is his story. I'm a descendant of the Wayland Creek people of the, the Gomeroy Nation or the Camilleroy Nation. You know, the old people call it Gomeroy. And it's, uh, we go from the Hunter Valley, well, the upper, upper Hunter, right up over into Queensland, around through the Darling Downs, and like St. George, there in Bandy. And, yeah, so it's, it's a huge nation we come f- I come from. And my grandmother was born on Wayland Creek Station. My mother was born in Moree. So we, I'm Gomorrah on both sides, the family, you know. Now, I just wanted to talk about an incident which is rather remarkable, Uncle. It was back in 1981 when Brian Young asked you to go on a tour with him and yep. it was at this time Brian Young used a light aircraft to cover the vast distances required to, for you mob to tour the country. Yep. Can you take us back to this day in 1981 and explain what happened to you? Brian Young invited me to go on uh, a tour with him. I mean, he... he he was touring, like, previously, but he, it was a road tour. He had, uh, you know, uh, a band, and he would travel out throughout the, the central desert area. And it's the first time, I think, he, 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 he'd traveled by plane, and I was invited on that plane. I mean, it's the first time I had, a, you know, flew on, air, on a plane. True. So, yeah, it was, it, uh, we uh, set off. You know, from Tamworth, we went to uh, down to Caraway, and then we set up up set off up to the Central Desert area. We went through uh, South uh, South Australia in the Pitjantjara country from Armata, uh, Fregon, Annabella, right around those outback communities, and that was the first trip we did. About two months, uh, well, nearly oh. Well, nearly a month, I think, we did on that. That mm. first tour, we we covered all that central desert area with the Kimberley right out through there and then up through the Gulf Country, up Point, uh, Bamaga, up uh, Cape York, and then down through the Gulf to Groot Island, down into uh, all the islands like Garden Point, Snake Bay, Snake Bay and uh, Melville Islands, Bathurst Island. Then we came back and did, did the... Uh, Arnhem Land uh, trip then, right to Millingimby, Elko Island, and uh, yeah, I, I played in Darwin. We came home, came home from that, that tour. Uh, we like we come down through central Queensland and then down to uh, uh, 
uh, I think the last trip was Blackwater, which is up on the side of Wirrabend, up that way. And we headed from there to Tamworth, and then we had a couple of couple of weeks off and set out again, and we just into the into two days into the trip and just crossing Lake Air, and we had engine trouble. See, there was two planes. He had two planes. He had a uh, an old type nineteen forty five Diablin Dove, which was modified. Well, the first one had modified engines. The second was one was uh, pretty much similar, but didn't have modified engine. We just crossed Lake Air. Then had engine trouble. He had to stop that engine. They call it feathering uh, the engine because it was spluttering and playing up. And when he did that, he we started to uh, come down because we was overloaded and only had one engine and I was sitting in the co-pilot seat and I've seen it, all this going on, the mayday, the mayday, three times, you know, and he just said, we've got to ditch it, we can't make Udnadatta. We Udnadatta was 60 miles away from where we started to come down. We could have made it, but because we didn't have, we only had one engine and overloaded, we couldn't make a rocky range there. Uh, that was in our way, so and we couldn't go around it. So he said we had to ditch it, and we came down. And yeah, it was. We come got down out of that one okay. It was pretty rough, you know, and rugged out in. Well, we were lucky it was, you know, desert country, and we had a rough landing. And yeah, we got out of that, and just it was eleven o'clock that morning, and we waited all day to be rescued. We, well, there was a scary, scary thing because. We thought we were going to catch on fire, even though, you know, it was, a, it was a rough landing and pretty much everyone was knocked around and scared and, you know, some bruising. But we got, a bit, got out of it okay. Then we sat and waited then till that evening. And, uh, yeah, that evening, I mean, every every plane has got a little, little box on it where you you sit it on the engine, switch it off, switch it on, and then it send out signal. And it was that late that evening when the Coast Guard picked it up from, you know, up, up north. It came down. So you're talking now about the second plane that came to rescue you, eh? Yeah, well, it was, that's right. It was the second plane. Well, see, when this uh, the Coast Guard found us, they must have sent a message out to... The other plane, we had only little two-seater plane, so they they uh, alerted them and they found us. And even though we had to clear the land, you know, fill in huge holes so they can so they can land. And they took our pilot. He, well, yeah, he took our pilot, mm. and our pilot came back with another plane. Okay. And he made three shuttle trips from the crash site to Udnadatta. And uh, by the time he came back to pick us up, it was just before dark. Yes, I think it was just on dark. And by, by this time, mm. before he got back, the ground search and rescue people had found us. Like there were farmers, there was uh, nurses, doctors, ambulance. And, yeah, they, 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 they found us. And by the time he came back, it was just, just before, just, well, I think it was just on dark. Because those guys who were there, had to line their cars up so we could take off. So we uh, we took off. I was in the co-pilot seat, and there's two friends behind me, one drummer and one uh, singer. 
and the pilot and myself. Uh, we took off, and what seemed ages to me, it, it wasn't that long, because when we took off, we just couldn't see a skyline. It was so dark. It was so, uh, you know, scary. And I just, I just turned around to my, to my friend, Kenny Ramsey, mm. and I said, "Well, how do we know whether we're flying straight upside down or what?" Then I looked around and I seen the ground come up to meet us, and, and the lights went out, and then. Yeah, I was, we was trapped in a burning plane and got out of that okay. Lucky they were there. They seen us come down and they made a dash to to the crash site. And that was the fatal crash, the sec- second crash. Of course, the drama passed away in this yeah. fatal crash. Yep. And uh, one the friend behind me got out of it just with a bleeding nose. He was stunned, but he was out there. When I got out, I don't know how he did that because I, I had to let him in. And, yeah, well, he, he, I, when I got out, I was a well alight and I tried to put my clothes out, you know, with, and that's how I bent my hands. And mm. he seen me. His name was Stephen Buns. He was a entertainer. He seen me and he rolled me in the dirt and, you know, put dirt on me, sand on me, and he put the fire out. And then the nurse came along then. And it was a four-hour trip from there to Nevada, and another four-hour from there to Adelaide, where I spent uh, nearly three months in hospital. And I'm sure, looking back at that time, you probably particularly weren't keen to get on a third flight after experiencing back-to-back aircraft crashes, Uncle? Yep. Well, my first trip back on an aeroplane was a 12-and-a-half-hour flight from Sydney to Los Angeles. And it was scary. Every bump, every little, you know, you'd, you'd grab hold, you think the worst. And, yeah, no, I had to get over that. So so I'm pretty good now. I fly and had some really scary landing, but I, no problem for me. Of course, you did suffer significant burns all over yeah. your body, Uncle. And I understand yeah. it was after the plane crashes that your auntie nursed you back on country. Can you tell us about this? Oh, I came from Adelaide. We came back by train to Sydney and then some friends drove me back to Tamworth and I just couldn't walk. I had to get around on my elbow and one side of me behind, you know, I just had to crawl like that. I just couldn't couldn't move at all, couldn't stand up. Uh, I was in a wheelchair and after some time we said we'll go back up to back up home where, and see if I can catch up with my auntie, my great auntie. Mm. And uh, my grandmother's sister, she was pretty much instilled in all the knowledge of, of healing and bush tucker and medicine and you know even uh she, she even cleared my mind and i believe that because when i went back there I was there for three weeks and she used we get a bush up in our part of the country called Ura, uraba bush and I, I think it's similar to the gumby gumby they use up in in central queensland or you know south that's what's queensland and uh, what she did was boil it and you know, I put it in an old bath and I, I bathed in it. But our ancestors, they used to just crush it and get the juice out of it for any sort type of skin uh, ailments, you know, and cuts and 
yeah, and bruising and but yeah, she I, I would bathe in this old tub, bathtub, and uh, I'd get out, but never dry, just just you know let the sun dry me, and then she would rub the the fat from the old goanna, yeah, she'd they'd get a goanna, and uh, you know they still yeah, use it there today, and my cousin he still. He still does it. He still eat it, and, but he said he just don't eat it for nourishment. It's just medicinal purposes. Mm. Uh, what he, how he uses it, and that's what my auntie did for me. And uh, you know, it's a after a while, it's, it's a brutal smell. And uh, but it's I don't know. It did something to me. It just because uh, I, I I I couldn't walk. I couldn't straighten my leg out mm. because beyond the knee there was skin. Sort of wouldn't let go. It was joining, or and I couldn't stretch it. So what she did was just work on that, and every day a bit at a time. And eventually, eventually, uh, eventually, you know, stood up and stretched it out. Uh, but I, 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 I was on all types of painkillers at that time. You know, dealt with some mm. really heavy stuff. Which I was going to ask you about the white man's medicine that they were treating you with at the time. Did that do the same job as what the bush medicine did for you? No, what it did was just make me think that I was good. Mm. You know, all that, all them painkillers, all them drugs, it just made me think in my mind that I was good. You know, and, you know, it's a numb yourself and numb your body, numb you, give you that. It's like, you know, when you go to a, a dentist. And they give you a needle to make you think it don't hurt, mm. and and that's what it's all. That's what that medicine about. But I, I, I just threw them away, and I went mm. a little bit uh, wamba there sometime, somehow, you know. And mm. I was seeing uh, fire people and smelling all this burning flesh and burning, uh, you know, a fuel and rubber. And, like having yeah, flashbacks from the plane crashes, Uncle. Yeah, well, it, it was overcoming me. I don't know whether because I went cold egg with all these drugs, but it was it was happening most nights, all these nightmares. And, you know, even I believe that I was levitating at different times because I'd go to sleep in a room and finish up out in the land drill mm. and uh, wonder how I got there because I couldn't walk out there. But... Mm. Well, I think she she healed my mind too because while she was uh, tending my, you know, back and legs, she would she'd be chanting or humming. She'd be doing that, you know, yeah, you know that, that sort of chanting traditional song, eh? Mm. Yeah, it was a song that they they, they use, and I, I believe that sort of fixed my mind because you know I. Uh, after three weeks, I, I walked away from there. I went from the wheelchair to the crutches to a walking stick. After three weeks, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Eh? It, it, and, but it was a daily thing, you know, and uh, it was so much pain. I mean, I wouldn't wish a burn on anyone, you know. And, but yeah, I had to learn to walk again, get my balance, and. My mind, and I think it was through music that I continued on to do that. You know, it was the music that kept me going. I, I had that within me, and I had, I had people saying, you know, you'll have to keep keep 
singing, keep, you know, telling your stories. Uh, and that drive, that urge, you know, could overcome a lot of pain. And you don't realize that when you, you're doing these things, you look back and you think, how do you get through that? You know, and, and, mm. I, and I believe it was the music because, you know, it was part of part of everything that I, you know, that I, I do. And been yeah. for a long time because my grandmother, she taught us all these old gospel songs growing up and that's the only music I knew from, from what, an early age, you know, five, six, seven, eight. That's all we knew. And I think it goes back beyond that too because we had all our traditional songs, you know. Our great uncle used to sing all these songs and, and when the government come along, the managers on these missions said, you can't do that, you can't sing your song, you can't tell your stories, you can't, you know, do your dances. Uh, it put a stop to a lot of that. And I think that's still within our spirit that we we inherit the spirit from our my our ancestors to our great uncles and aunties and and on to us, our mothers and fathers. So it's a part of healing and I believe that it was music that, you know, give me that urge and that it's like if you if you wanna climb a mountain your focus is on the top. And uh, you get halfway up, you only halfway, and you slip and you stumble, and, and and you skin your knee and you bleed. But that's not your focus. Your focus is 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 getting to the top. And I think that's how I look at it. My my recovery, <clears throat> you know, and to not only that, to to be the best, or you know, give your best each time you do something. And uh, that was, uh, I think, that's part of my my healing too. <clears throat> and lots of, of yeah. Pardon? Lots of us mobs say that music is our medicine, eh, Uncle? Oh yeah. Yes. Music, laughter, song, you know, dance. And we we gather together and, and, and have fun, you know? And to uplift each other and because I was uplifted by my own kind and uh, inspired and encouraged and well my family was part of that too, you know. And Without, I mean, I, mean yeah, I stumbled a few times, but uh, stumbling is not falling. That's right. That's what life's about sometimes, eh? That's right. It's, it's overcoming obstacles. And, you know, it's like, you know, the hard times, I think about it, the hard times, the, the struggling times shouldn't make us bitter. It should make us better. I like that. Not bitter, but better, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I'm curious to know, are you still using the URAR plant today, medicine, to treat your um, treat your burns from over the years? Yeah. yeah. Where we live now, we got two great, beautiful trees that grew from plants. We grew them from little plants, bought them from down where my country, down Albumai, Al Urapa, and replanted them there. Nick's got a some acres there, and they're huge trees now, and she makes oil, you know, out of them and soap, you know, and they even use, make tea out of it. Like Is that true? Home. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a something that I, I guarantee, I mean, I'm still around today. I'm still walking, even though I'll find it out today. You know, other problems like knee problems come in mm. that you didn't take care of back in them days. I you know. <laughs> and... You yeah. don't think about it because when you're doing things, you just keep going. 
that's like music, you know, music is, a, someone said, I don't know who said it, they said, music gives a soul to the universe, it gives wings to the mind, flight to the imagination and life to everything. Yeah, and, and, and feeling, music, music is healing and it's the yeah. uh, best form of commu- communication, you know, we can get on with anyone. Absolutely. Even, even if I'm singing a song in, 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 in English and some people from another country can't speak English, yeah. they can still feel the music. Absolutely. And speaking of music, today on Earth Matters, we wanted to play a song. Um, it's called Mother's Eyes. So, uh, can you, yeah, can you tell us about this song and the origins and what the song's about? Of course, oh, our well, environment. Yeah. Yes, it's about you know looking after the land, and we, everyone's got to come together, you know, and and, and look after because, you know, we as Aboriginal people are born environmentalists and. We that was our, you know, thing because oh, one song says, uh, "Living free to respect the wonders of flowers, beasts, and birds," and, and yeah, and we are part of that. See, you know, we talk to, we can look at a tree and, and see how how great that is. We can see how happy it is when we look at it. We 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 know that it's uh, it's growing strong in silence and. And, you know, we're part of it. It's, it's, it's a living thing. It gives us sacred breath. And, you know, we, we thank the Great Spirit. We, I, we call him Biami uh, in the Gomorrah people. Mm. Uh, the Great Spirit of Biami, we, we thank him every day for giving us that life, you know, and, 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 and the environment around us. And when Dennis Conan wrote this song, and, I mean, you, you listen to the words of it, it's, it's you know, it's a song that everyone got to learn because if we don't, if we don't look after this land, it's our mother, the earth, you know, we're going to surely perish together as fools. But, you know, we, as Aboriginal people, our ancestors brought us this far over 100,000 years and now it's got to continue on rather than, you know, it's because it says, you know, if we... If we don't, we shouldn't, mustn't let it die. We must work together and, and and make it so our children and their children can survive. And when he wrote it, when, when Dennis Conlon wrote it, he said he wrote it for the Greenies. He said, I'll, I'll give it to the Greenies. But he said the Greenies didn't even look at it. And, uh, well, they missed out on something. We're going to play that song for everybody today on the radio. Oh, oh, fantastic. Beautiful. All right, so here we go now. This is Mop and the Dropouts with Mother's Eyes. Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much, Uncle Roger Knox, for being so generous, sharing your very personal story and talking about bush medicine today. It's been my absolute pleasure. And thank you, Kerry Lee. And thank you. May you be blessed right through anything you do. We believe this world will go forever We believe this world won't die until we do We believe that certain things should not happen But facts reveal what we believe are true 
Well, that's all for today, folks. Thanks so much for your company right here at Earth Matters. And a big thank you today to our very special guest, Uncle Roger Knox, a much-respected Gumaroi man and musician who hails from Tumala Mission. Thank you, Uncle, for sharing your story about your very own bush medicine on the program. Today's podcast and others like it can be downloaded at the website, earthmatters.org.au. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous financial support and the Community Radio Network for distributing this show right around Australia. Earth Matters is produced in the studios at 3CR Radio, Fitzroy, Victoria. Our contact number is 03 94198377 and our email is earthmatters3cr@gmail.com that's all for today but we'll be